a man called his mother who was living in Florida. Hi, Mom. How are you doing? And the mom replied, Oh, I'm, I'm not doing very well. I'm feeling very weak. Oh, Mom, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Why, why are you feeling so weak? Well, it's because I haven't eaten for 38 days. Oh, Mom, that's terrible. Why have you not eaten for 38 days? Well, because I didn't want my mouth to be full in case you should call. (laughs) And of all the emotional injuries that can whack us in life, few are as persistent or as painful as guilt. How many of you have ever felt guilty? Raise your hands. How many of you have ever been guilty? Raise your hands. If you would like someone else to feel guilty, raise your hand. (laughs) And some families specialize in guilt, making the whole issue of forgiveness even more complicated because you were essentially trained from a young age not to forgive yourself. Did I mention my mom lives in Florida? (laughs) No, 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 really, this joke is... uh, Just a joke for me. My family has its imperfections, but uh, guilt is not one of them. But for some of you, that joke rings very close to home. Today's lesson from Acts chapter 2 features a man who is very familiar with guilt. The Apostle Peter. He denied knowing Jesus three times. But in today's passage, we find him forgiven, transformed, and preaching to a large crowd of people. And he tells them in verse 38, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice this foundational principle about forgiveness. Sometimes it will only be possible to forgive with God's help. So keeping in mind the need for the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer, that is, you should be praying about your forgiveness concern, you should be asking God to help you with it, let's look at four principles of forgiveness as they apply to self-forgiveness. We'll test some of your memories here, and some of you it's okay because you, you don't know. But the first principle is that forgiveness is a process, not an event. So speak up and repeat after me. Forgiveness is a process, not an event. So sometimes you will need to feel the full emotional impact of what you've done. You will need to sort of sort out what it is that you have done and and work all that situation out before you can move to self-forgiveness. But other times, you will be able to move to self-forgiveness right away, especially with God's self, just brushing it off the shoulders, off of your soul. But the problem with self-forgiveness, and you probably can relate to this, is ending the process. You may have found yourself at some point in a continual negative rerun cycle of what you did. 
constant plaguing thoughts and feelings of guilt, and an inability to feel a peace of mind. If you've ever felt that way, say amen. Amen. Now, if your self-forgiveness issue is really tied up to what you did to someone else, or is related to someone else, then you may need to go seek that person out, and to seek their forgiveness, or to sort it through. And to make restitution for what you did. Now it's not always possible to make up for what you did, but if it's possible, do what you can. Now if you've done that and they've forgiven you, or you've done that and they haven't forgiven you, or you can't do that because they're dead, or for whatever reason you can't contact them, or maybe your self-forgiveness issue has nothing to do with anyone else, it's something you did to yourself, Whatever your process has been, if you still feel guilty, don't worry, self-forgiveness is still possible. But it will be a process. Which again is the first principle. Forgiveness is a process, not an event. Which brings us to the second principle, which is forgiveness is a choice. So repeat after me, forgiveness is a choice. Okay, so eventually, after all your processing, you've reached out to the person, you felt it, you've agonized, you've done all that stuff, eventually you have to stop and make a choice, with God's help, to forgive yourself. Forgiveness is a decision, it's not a feeling. So, even after you've made that choice to forgive yourself... You may not feel entire self-forgiveness right away. You still may have some little pestering feelings. It often will take some time for your feelings to catch up with your decision to forgive. But, there is a secret. There is a secret when it comes to self-forgiveness. You see, often, despite the choice and the process and the prayer, people are often unable to land on the destination of self-forgiveness. just can't quite seem to get there. But there is a secret that will pick you up and carry you across the road to forgiveness. Do you want to know what that secret is? Large financial gifts to the church. No, no. I'm entirely joking. Entirely joking. In fact, one of the most heinous things the church has done in her history is actually done that. Charge people to receive the free gift of God's grace. So no, I was just joking. Just joking. But if you are very guilty, you feel very guilty, and you have a lot of extra money, talk to me afterwards. The real secret, though, to that can pick you up and carry you across the road to forgiveness, the real secret is God's forgiveness. Tell your neighbor God's forgiveness. You see, in a certain sense, you can indeed forgive yourself. But in another sense, you can't, because forgiveness is a wrapped gift. So in a certain sense, you can only receive the gift of forgiveness. And so that's why over the centuries, many people have found that by making the choice to confess their sin and their guilt to God, they're actually able to achieve self-forgiveness. So how might you do that? How might you confess your guilt to God and have it relieved? Well, I can think of three things very quickly. Number one, privately in prayer. 
confess to God, and carry on. This should be Christianity 101, Christian lifestyle 101, every day, this should be the Christian life. If you're a Christian, oh, I'm sorry, I messed up, I did this, and etc. Especially if you're striving to be a disciple. So, privately in prayer. Number two is confession in church. Every week at the Eucharist, we have a time for confession. Imagine that. And in the silence that follows, you're supposed to not be thinking about your lunch and what you're going to do. You're supposed to be, that's an opportunity for you to come clean with God and confess in your heart silently the things that are burdening you. The things you did that week that you shouldn't have done. And if you truly confess, when the priest rises as Christ's representative and declares the absolution, you are truly forgiven. Number three, private confession. So if you're really burdened, you just can't shake the guilt off, private confession will be a good option. The priest is sworn to absolute secrecy, can never talk about it with anybody else. And the Anglican or the Episcopal view of private confession is all can, none must, some should. And maybe you're one of those people who should. Okay, so the first principle of forgiveness is a process, not an event. The second is forgiveness is a choice. And remember the secret, seeking God's forgiveness. And that brings us to the third principle, forgiveness is a behavior. So speak up and repeat after me, forgiveness is a behavior. Okay, we're still awake, good. So after you've made that choice with God's help to forgive yourself, then you actually have to behave toward yourself in a forgiving way. Meaning, number one, you stop any sinful or immoral behavior. Sometimes, notice the sum, highlight that with a yellow highlighter. Sometimes the reason you and I continue to feel guilty is because we continue to do something that's wrong. Two, don't... Ruminating about it anymore. Don't just keep thinking about it again and again and again. Stop number three, stop talking about it with other people. And number four, stop beating yourself up and punishing yourself for it. Stop that. You have made a choice with God's help to forgive yourself. You are forgiven. Act like it. Now, when those guilty thoughts come to grip your mind, go elsewhere with your thoughts. Or even say to yourself out loud, I have confessed that to God, and now I am carrying on. Repeat it to yourself if you need to. Maybe you're a monster for a while. But if you get stuck, and you keep ruminating about it, and you keep thinking about it, you still feel burdened, you still feel guilty, well then that's a signal. A signal you may need private confession. It also may be a signal. Do, 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 do. Notice the high and low signals. That's pretty good, huh? That also may be a signal you need to avail yourself of the help God can provide through a counselor or a pastor. Okay, three principles. We're, all, we're getting there. You were getting there. Number one, forgiveness is a... Not an event. Number two, forgiveness is a... And number three, forgiveness is a behavior. Which brings us to number four. And I'm going to catch some of you off guard here. Principle number four is... Self-forgiveness is reconciliation. So the principle works differently. When you're talking about other people, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Because I can forgive you, but we might not carry on our friendship. But when it comes to self-forgiveness, 
it operates differently, as this theologian writes about. Forgiveness is letting go of the guilt, the self-loathing, or the self-critiquing that you've been doing to yourself. Self-reconciliation goes in hand with self-forgiveness. That's why self-forgiveness is so important. If you don't do it, you aren't one with yourself. You aren't reconciled with yourself. So to forgive yourself, or to accept God's forgiveness, is to accept yourself as a worthy human being. It's to acknowledge that you are a beloved daughter or a beloved son of God. That you are worth it. And by the way, all those things are true of you. You are a worthy human being. You are a beloved son or a beloved daughter of God. You are worth it. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you are worth it. Let's do it one more time. I don't make sure every single person this morning hears that said to them. So find somebody else and say, you are worth it. Okay, so let's one more time look at the four principles. You're doing pretty well. Number one, forgiveness is a process, not an event. Number two, forgiveness is a choice. Number three, forgiveness is a behavior. And number four, self-forgiveness is reconciliation. Self-forgiveness is reconciliation. Okay, so we've really just begun to mow the giant green yard of forgiveness this morning. We've really just begun. Next Sunday we'll be looking at forgiving God. Now that may be painfully true for you, or someone you know, or that statement may seem really odd. Forgiving God. That may seem unacceptable, even blasphemous. But that's next week. There was a man in the 18th century who was a slave ship captain. And he was immensely guilt-ridden and grieved over the truly horrible things he had done. And he believed there was no possibility of forgiveness for him. But eventually... Through Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, his sins were forgiven. And he found that his guilt was greatly relieved. This man's name was John Newton. And John Newton wrote about his experience of guilt and forgiveness. And a hymn that is beloved by millions of people. A hymn called Amazing Grace. That Amazing Grace can be yours as well. You don't have to carry that burden around any longer. You do not have to be infested by guilt anymore. You can, with God's help, forgive yourself. Amen.